1: Uh, wine, but I find them extremely
0: helpful in ha- helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials.
2: And go. in the air, deep right center go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, so oh, watch it the- go Chuck. field, take a good look you won't see it for long i don't want to lose your love tonight welcome into the dnvr rockies podcast presented by the green solution visit any one of their 17 colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com reserve products online and pick up at your local tgs express checkout you'll be in and out in minutes use code bsn20 for 20 percent off your entire purchase now let's jump into the show I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. Still getting used to saying it, but loving the way the company is looking and feeling these days. But enough about that. Let's get into some of the baseball we've seen. This should be a really fun episode. I want to go over a couple of the things we've seen on the field out of the Colorado Rockies in their two wins so far over the Milwaukee Brewers trying to play a little bit of a spoiler here in the NL Central race. There have been some fun individual performances that are worth looking at for sure and then also after we go to break here in a little while I want to play an interview I just did with uh, Chichi Gonzalez the starting pitcher obviously in the second game had a really good game took a no hitter into the fifth I think kind of quietly has been very very good in fact kind of quietly has been very very good his last several starts and a few before the one where he, he got rocked and, and he he talked very openly about that outing in our conversation, you'll hear in a bit where he didn't get out of the first inning. So stay tuned for all of that. But uh, before we, we throw it to Chi-Chi and get into the conversation about all the pitching, let's take a look again at your offense because th- this has been a very interesting final month of the season for a lot of guys. We've talked a lot about Garrett Hampson and Sam Hilliard in particular, and they keep doing their things. Hampson has been batting a lot of leadoff lately, showcasing his newly discovered contact skills uh, uh, that have played at the big leagues anyway he's always been a contact guy but the change from the big leg kick to the toe tap has been absolutely vital to him becoming uh, suddenly a nightmare uh, out there and and really what's happened is that Garrett Hampson and Sam Hilliard have in the last three or four weeks made themselves into must watch television right Or, or if you're there in person must watch Baseball, you don't want to miss, particularly, I will say right now, after his game-tying home run in the second game down to the final out, Sam Hilliard is can't miss at-bats right now. If I'm working on something here in the press box or, you know, I'm maybe not—I try to stay as glued into every single game, especially when the team is competitive, to be honest with everyone over this last month or so— I'll be working on articles or podcasts or looking up statistics and doing research sometimes during the games, and I'm, I'm still watching, I think, pretty closely, but there's no amount of extracurricular activity going on when Sam Hilliard comes to bat. I'm locked in. You have to be. It is extraordinary what this young man is doing at the plate right now. I think I sent out a tweet last night about over his last 13 games. He's hitting three. He's basically got a WRC plus of 190, which is... Not something a Rockies player can do or has ever done for the course of a season. Uh, they've got one time a guy's done 180. And, and he's not he's you know he's not going to be able to do that over the course of a season or anything. You don't want to get too crazy with this stuff. But I thought the quote of the night last night was Bud Black saying, look, when guys get called up from the minor leagues, they're trying to make an impression. And Sam has made quite the impression. And this isn't just two, and he differentiated. I asked him about this today, and, and he differentiated. He said, yeah, sometimes when you call guys up in September, they take advantage of just the right pitching matchup or only playing you know, in just the right pitching matchup, playing occasionally, uh, playing against other guys who might be September call That's not what's going on. Hilliard now has taken left-on-left both Jin Ryu and Josh Hader deep, and he took Hader deep oppo with kind of a, a shortened compact swing. It wasn't the big loopy swing when when he gets up under one and, and hits a towering shot into right field the way you see Sam Hilliard do. He took a, a short compact opposite way swing knowing that hater was going to provide him with the velo at a 98 eight or 99 mile an hour fastball and he just went with the pitch and hammered it over the wall and left and that was not it got into the front row. But that was not a, a juiced ball home run either it, because he hit it so damn hard. It, it, the question was just whether or not it was going to be high enough. Uh, it, it was an absolute shot off the bat of Sam Hilliard who went uh, two for three in in the game before that. So like I said, I mean, this kid is raking over his last 13 or 14 games now. Uh, he's going to be batting second in the game that's starting in about an hour from me speaking now, the last game of the season. Uh, to, to, let's just see more of it. But I think the biggest thing was – Bud Black drawing a distinction between a guy who might be putting up big numbers because he's catching lightning in a bottle a little bit or there's there's not a a big book on him and it's like actually no he's basically just been the same guy he was in the minors but he's doing it like he said today we were worried about the strikeouts a little bit and he's he's still striking out and he was striking out in the minors but what Bud says was I like the way he puts together an at-bat a really professional at-bat against major league pitching and that's What Sam is doing is showing that his game, his style, his focus, his approach isn't thrown off completely or maybe even at all by the jump to major league caliber talent. Now, once there's a book on Sam and pitchers are are really, uh, they're looking over at a guy who's got seven home runs in a month. And that's for anybody. You can't just, (laughs) I'm sorry, but you can't just hand wave a seven to maybe eight home run month for a guy like that. Uh, And it is coming against quality pitching. So, yeah, I think there's going to be an adjustment period back, and guys are going to figure some stuff out, and there are some holes in the swing that can be exploited. But this is a very real emergence and as we were all looking at the way ryan mcmahon has made himself a major leaguer i think garrett hampson has now made himself a major leaguer we've talked about the guys in the bullpen who've done it sam's not there yet great month or not he didn't have enough time this season to make himself into a legitimate major leaguer but we are looking at i wrote the story the other day they all swung and missed on sam hilliard and they did all of them including the rockies by the way the rockies didn't draft him in the fifth or sixth round either he got drafted in the 15th round He's never been considered a top 100 prospect in baseball. He's barely, depending on which list you look at, even been considered a top 10 prospect in the Rockies system. And right now he looks like a major impact player. And I believe he's going to be one. Now, the, there are going to be those ups and downs. We've seen it in in Ryan McMahon's career and in Ryan Altapias' career and some of these other things. But this is a real asset, a real value that, Like with Jairo Diaz, they didn't know they had coming into the year. Very few people did. You know, the same crowd that's calling for him to play every single day right now and is bummed any time he doesn't get a start, they weren't counting on him in the beginning of the season to be a factor either. And so that's what's so great about what's happening here is that they've got this sudden... Like, obviously, it was too late to help save the season at all. But looking forward to 2020, you've got this guy who is a real threat and who I don't think too many fans, and I, uh, and based on my conversations with Bud Black and some other people around the organization, I don't think too many people here would feel terrible or even bad if Sam Hilliard was your opening day starting left fielder next year, or maybe even center fielder, depending on if they want to go back to trying to keep the wear and tear off of David Dahl. No, I don't expect him to be. In fact, I still probably don't, unless there are some trades and things, don't expect Sam Hilliard to be on the Rockies' opening day roster. I expect him to be among the first available call-ups should an injury occur. But remember, even going back earlier to in this season, he was not in that spot. The guy who was in line for the first call-up due to an outfield injury was Jonathan Daza, who did not immediately adapt to the, the level the way Sam Hilliard has. He showed a lot of those young player jitters and and i think you know we saw a great great defensive play from daza last night where he almost made a stupendous diving catch missed it then got up stayed with the play and threw out lorenzo Kane, who's got very good speed at the plate with a a perfect throw really good stuff from Daza there his bat is coming around by the way how, how extraordinary was the defense in that game Garrett Hampson laid out for one Rymac was making plays everywhere Lorenzo Cain had maybe the catch of the season especially when you consider the context if the Brewers had come out and won that game that might have been the catch of the season but uh, thanks to Hilliard and Trevor's story it, it may not be but I mean that was an enormous play at the time to Rob Garrett Hampson Of a two-run jack. So I thought it was one of the better-played baseball games by both teams that I've witnessed all season. The crowd was hot for it. It obviously meant a lot more to the Brewers. But it was clear, like, it felt like a postseason game in a lot of ways. And the Rockies were very determined not to just let them have it. And that's how they've been this whole series and you know it's it's not really if it's a measure of revenge for the 2018 nlds it's an extraordinarily small measure of revenge the brewers are still going to the postseason by the way and the rockies are very very much not um but yeah this you, you you when you got to go through the grind like these ball players do, you hang on to those things that you can attach yourself to and say, yeah, you know what, we do have the motivation to beat these guys because we don't like the way they ended our season on our field last year. We don't, as John Gray said to me, and you guys have all seen the quote by now, we don't want them drinking champagne here. We just don't. And, and they've come out and played like it. And I, and I think all the fans who've stuck through this season, certainly those of us who have to keep watching the games to, to report on them for you, I appreciate the inspired baseball that the Rockies are playing right now. And I know some fans are frustrated by it because you're almost going, where was this energy and this swagger and this ability to win a close game, play super tight defense, pitch into the sixth inning, get a couple of quality uh, outings from your bullpen? Where was that you know, in June and July when they really, really needed it? But you know, they haven't quit on the season. They haven't hung their heads. They've come out and, and played good baseball for – this time when they've also been doing a lot of experimentation and i've got an article coming out very soon trevor story talked to me for a while about the experimentation they've been doing at the top of the order and you know him hitting first and second but more just philosophically why he's happy that the rockies have been getting experimental and taking advantage of this time when they're not in it to try to do what they can to make themselves a better baseball team moving forward so Uh, You know, we saw another really quality outing from Antonio Sensatella, one of his best of the year. He went six innings, gave up two earned runs at Coors Field. Anytime you're doing that. And he also struck out six. That was the biggest thing for me. We've talked about his swing and miss problem because I've always thought Sensatella had a, a good mind for pitching and a great fastball, but... The, the rest of it has been this giant question mark, and because he wasn't getting swings and misses, he was just getting singled to death until he finally gives up the, the big home run or whatever it may be, but here he is. Now, uh, I'm, I'm glad Manny Rondawa's not here because I'm going to bring up his record. He's got an 11-11 and 11 record this season, 11 wins for a guy with a 6.71 ERA. Does that mean anything? It, mean, it probably means very little, but I'd be willing to bet that if you went back and looked at those 11 games, he pitched really well in most of them. He pitched well enough to win, and in those 11 losses, he's been very, very bad. Um, we talked about that earlier in the season, how he had a tendency to do that, but more often than not, or at least about half the time, you can argue here, it looks like he's given you a quality start, and for. A guy who's really looking to to carve out a position as the fifth rotation guy, you can absolutely live with that. But you need him to be able to do things like he did in the first game of this set. Seven hits he gave up. He's going to give up his hits. But the six strikeouts shows me that the changes he's made in his delivery, we've talked about this on the podcast before, he's made some fundamental changes in his delivery. And I think he's going to continue to rework it through the offseason remember he's 24 years old he's going to come in next year with a plan and with a lot more experience and a lot more understanding of what he's capable of I thought it was a really good sign from Antonio Sensatella and again you're measuring yourself right now against a team who is out there absolutely trying to do everything they can to beat you the Brewers are trying to win a division so they're not out there going oh it's Sensatella and Chichi Gonzalez we can relax we don't No, these guys are pitching well against a team that's got everything to play for and has a ton of offensive talent and is the hottest team in baseball so so you can't again just just hand wave oh, there's a couple of games at the end of the season that didn't really matter for the Rockies so what does it matter that Sensatella or Gonzalez are doing well it matters it matters a great deal and the way both of these guys have have battled in these last couple of games uh, I think is worth noting absolutely and so it it all remains to be seen but we're getting closer and closer to doing the uh, you know the the season autopsy as it were and then getting into postseason talk but there there's a lot to like about for example Here's James Pazos going an inning, giving up just one hit. I've been very, very impressed with Pazos so far. I thought Philip Deal looked really good last night. Uh, these young guys who are emerging, who were really unknown commodities at the beginning of the season. He's uh, you know, Pazos Almonte Deal, for sure, uh, Diaz. Uh, had a very interesting last couple of games you know he he was asked to do a lot in that first one and he got knocked around a little bit he had to come out in the eighth and I actually really liked that from Bud Black for a couple of reasons uh, that was when if you'll recall the Rockies were up about 11 to 2 or something like that uh, and then Joe Harvey comes out gives up some runs the Brewers all of a sudden are making a run and, you, and you're going oh man here we go again this has the feel of those kind of San Diego games earlier in the season the Rockies are going to blow this thing and Buddy, I I think it was eleven to four with the bases loaded, and he went out and got his closer. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, But put him in a pressure spot, and he did the thing. I think he threw one or two pitches to get the one, two, three double play. Got a ball right back to him, fired it home at like one hundred and seven miles an hour, Uh, (laughs) which was pretty funny. And then got out of it, but then struggled, gave up a few runs on, you know, nothing super well hit. I think he walked a guy, a couple of base hits, gives up a couple of runs, but was able to stick in and finish out the game. He didn't force Bud Black to come get him. Uh, I think one or two more batters, and he probably would have, have to, even just because of pitch count. And then he goes back out the next game, throws up a clean inning. Uh, Jairo Diaz, it's entirely possible. We will all look back on this season as the year the Rockies found Jairo Diaz Uh, because he's a guy who doesn't shake, a guy with a ton of ability, a guy who has handled the ninth inning, but not only handled the ninth inning, been able to bounce back from times where he was imperfect. We talked about uh, a few times ago where he blew, I think he's only blown one save since being made the primary closer, and it was a tough one, you know, a little bit of a uh, rinky-dinky hits like we were talking about. And then he came back the next time out and struck out two in a 1-2-3 inning to get that save and has been very solid since. And so I like looking at these uh, back-to-back games here. Like I said, in the first one, he he got knocked around a little bit. Where are the numbers? Because he had to go, he goes 1.2, but he gave up four, or I'm sorry, four hits, three earned runs, walked a guy, didn't get a strikeout. He looked fatigued. He had to throw a lot of pitches. It, It just wasn't his sharpest self. And then he went back out the next day in a game that was suddenly uh, tied and ends up getting the win by throwing an inning of clean baseball, a very quick inning of clean baseball. That is how you want your closer, who, remember, has never had this job before, to respond. And just like I was saying with the other pitchers, he's out there trying to stop the Milwaukee Brewers from scoring some of their most important runs of the season. He's pitching his ass off so uh, I really do think there's a chance we're looking back next year at a lot of these guys who have emerged in the second half who they just did not have coming into the year McMahon I think we all expected to be a major factor this year so put him in whatever category you want but Diaz, Estevez, Hampson to a degree, Hilliard to an extreme degree. These are guys that they didn't know what they had coming into the season, and they can start to feel like can be major pluses for them going forward. But as long as Diaz can stay healthy, I mean, we all know relievers can be volatile, and you never know from season to season, but he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's got a an arm that's fresher than most guys who are his age because of some of his missed time and the Tommy John and interestingly enough starting pitcher Chichi Gonzalez is in a very similar position uh you know coming back after Tommy John and and how long it can take and uh also having this massive positive pedigree and and uh, Chichi was a first round pick and you know Diaz was a big deal when he came in to the organization originally and it's these guys have had to wait a couple of years, which is just brutal for them, but they're starting to get to a point where they're showing in their late twenties what they thought they were going to be in their early to mid twenties but that kind of got robbed from them you know through injury and now the rockies and and these pitchers, Diaz and Chichi in particular, might be in the perfect position, I think moving forward to take advantage of that and and be big big positive influences for the Rockies in 2020. So before I throw it to my conversation with Chi-Chi, you can hear from him on that. I should remind everyone that if you're sad about the season ending, you can always give yourself a little bit of comfort with a Breckenridge brew. It is the time of year for the Colorado Core. I'm telling you, it's going to be your new favorite. If you're at all into ciders or, or beers that are just a little bit more sour but not sweet it's it's not one of those sweet soury things Uh, i think you're really gonna like it if that's not your mood the avalanche amber is of course always uh steady standby quality damn good beer but i'm ready i'm almost ready now uh, to get into the winter time to get some vanilla porter to get some oatmeal stout uh it's it's almost vanilla porter season I i might bump it up and just start getting into the porters but no matter what you drink from Breckenridge brew the official beer of DNVR. I almost said it. I almost had to put a dollar into the old BSN machine, but over here at DNVR, the official beer is Breckenridge Brewery, of course, and uh, y- you just can't go wrong. But I'll tell you what—that Colorado Core, Colorado Core. Not lying to you. It's my new favorite. Sorry, Strawberry Sky. I feel bad. I feel like I'm cheating on Strawberry Sky over here, but it was a nice summer. It, it was a nice summer with the Strawberry Sky. It's it's going to be an even better fall with the Colorado Core. All right, why don't I throw it to a quick commercial break here. We'll come back on the other side of it, and we'll hear from your boy, uh, Chi-Chi Gonzalez. Okay, who wants to make some money? Everyone. Everyone wants to make money. Well, here's the easiest way you can add a few bucks to the wallet. Do you travel? If so... There's a service called Drift Car Sharing that lets you park at the airport for free and you can earn money if your car gets shared with incoming travelers. Whether you park for a few days or a few months, you will park at DIA, again, for free, and potentially make money while others enjoy the ease of travel throughout the city and their visit. Travel worry-free, knowing your car is protected by Allstate the entire time. You simply have to drop your car off and they handle the rest. What's better than that? If your car doesn't get used... While you're gone, drift car sharing will keep your car clean, give it a wash upon your return, and you still have benefited from free parking. Our sales director, Lindsay, recently took advantage of this opportunity, and she can't stop talking about it. Her car was never used, but she parked for free, didn't rely on anyone picking her up from the airport, and came back to an immaculately clean car. Don't forget, you can use drift car sharing to borrow a car when you travel as well. Go to driftcar.com to book your spot or borrow a car for your next trip that's driftdrive.com to book your spot welcome back into the dnvr rockies podcast drew creasman here alongside with colorado rockies pitcher chi chi gonzalez and i actually want to begin actually just going back to last night you're finishing out your season here uh first of all did you know i wanted to ask you this last night did you realize you were taking a no-hitter into the fifth i mean you were cooking last night
1: yeah yeah i was uh I mean, I had some great plays behind me, man. The uh, Shifts worked out great to our favor. I uh, had one to Mac Mann that uh, Arias, I believe, hit a curve ball right down the middle. Smoked it, did his job, and and Mac was there, gloved it. And then uh, same thing with uh, Hampson. Made a diving base. catch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. shifted out in the hole. was hit, t- you know, touched hard. Made a diving catch, made a great play. Uh, yeah, I mean, our def- my defense was on point you know uh, the guys were hitting the ball hard but at people uh, and sometimes stuff like that happens in a no hitter so when I saw Hampson catch that ball you know I realized I was like damn maybe I do have a chance for this uh, but yeah I mean it unfortunately didn't happen I gave up the home run for the for that one uh, one run but uh, you know came out on top at the end of the day
2: when you know because here man it's even tougher than anywhere else but when you're you're going out there and you're cooking like that do, do you take a chance to step back and go oh wow man put up six innings here anytime you can put up five six innings two or fewer runs you gotta feel like that's a hell of a start yeah
1: yeah for sure if uh if you're pitching into the sixth the seventh and course I mean you're doing a great job I mean even in any field uh you know our as a starter uh, our goal is to start what we finished Uh, sometimes it doesn't work out but uh you know if we get through six I believe that's a solid start uh and and anything on that is a plus
2: Something you've had to do a couple times recently with Free trying to get some work in is come out of the bullpen for long, uh, you know, this long stretch. I think you, you set some records in, in L.A. when you went yeah. five innings out of the pen. Yeah. How has that experience been for you?
1: No, it's great. I mean, uh, it's going to help me in my future, you know. Uh, you know, I came into this organization letting Bud know and Jeff uh, saying that, you know, I'm here to pitch. If, it's to, if, it's, if I'm here to pitch to help the team win. If it's me in the bullpen, if that's what they think is the best, I'm there or if starting is what they decide, I'll do it. Uh, you know, my, my thing is just, just to pitch. You know, if you're pitching, then it means that you got a chance.
2: You've had quite the, the, the journey to get to this point that you were just talking about. Can you take us through a little bit of that? Obviously, you don't you can tell us the whole story, yeah. but, um, you know, it didn't work out for you in Texas, I think, the way, the way you wanted some injuries and some things going mm-hmm. on, um, and what has it been like to get this kind of second chance here with the Rocks?
1: Yeah, no, it's awesome, man. So I had a, uh, debuted 15, uh, pitched pretty well for a month. Uh, had a couple bat, like, you know, back-to-back starts that I did really bad. Uh, so I understood, you know, top part of the thing. Pitched bad, they need arms, so they set me down. Uh, but I got called back up in September, finished off the year in 15 with the Rangers, and even even made a bid for the playoffs. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate them. They gave me that, that opportunity. They drafted me. Um, you know, they gave me exposure to the league, pretty yeah. much. Uh, so I'm very thankful about that. And. Uh, 17 17 spring training get hurt a uh, little elbow injury uh, try rehabbing it instead of just doing surgery try to a little injection rehab uh, about halfway through the process it started bothering me I am bugging uh, and I made the decision to do the surgery um, so I was out of essentially 17 and 18 uh, 17 with the surgery and then 18 the whole rehab process uh, but I think I learned a lot from that you know Um, I had guys, too, that were with me in that process. uh, Brett Eibner, Edison Volquez, a couple catchers, you know. So I was was away from the team, but those guys brought me, like, uh, security, you know. Uh, Part of it made me – we became a team, essentially, a rehab team. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so that helped me through the process as well. But uh, I think it's just experiences, man, just talking to other guys that have injuries, seeing that they went through it seeing that they came back just the same way kind of pushed me through that uh but yeah and then in the off season of 18 uh Rockies gave me an opportunity man they they uh signed me to a minor league deal gave me a uh, invite to big league camp um and that I mean that's how I started here
2: it's got to be an an interesting spot to be in because I feel like in some ways you might feel like physically you've almost got to not start all the way over again but you know there's kind of a rehashing problem but mentally you've grown right you've yes. continued to watch and research the game so now you're kind of in this unique position
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure is uh, like start over you go into a new organization the only person I really knew was uh Jonathan Gray mm. just because of uh, OU yeah right and I went to Oral Roberts so we we faced each other we never faced pitching against each other but the team yeah. played against each other a bunch so he was kind of like my my guy that when I came into the into the team. It's so yeah. a familiar face. So that, that kind of made it help easier, too. But, uh, you know, everybody here is very opening, welcoming. Uh, we're all one. Like, we all know that we're here together. We're all young. we got a few veterans that we're, you know, teaching each other and we're learning from each other.
2: Right. You were talking about that a little bit after the game last night mm-hmm. with uh, James Pazos and mm-hmm. some of the stuff with staying on the rubber. Yeah. I was wondering if you could share a little bit about yeah. that. It sounds yeah. like great stuff, man. Yeah, it
1: was. It was. I mean, uh, I had a game here against uh, Pittsburgh that I got beat up, man. Uh, I went two-thirds, and I gave up seven. Uh, uh, walked a bunch that's and, and got hits, you know, yeah. got hits. So I was really down after that one. And, you know, you start searching. You start searching, like, what did I do wrong? You know, what, what happened? And, and sometimes it's just, that's just the game. Yeah. You know, it wasn't my night. Uh, and Ian Desmond kind of re- t- explained that to me after the game, watching video, trying to figure out, like, what happened? Why did that happen to me? Why was it me sitting there? And he pulls me off the computer. He's like, "Dude, you don't want to rewatch that. You want to forget about that. You know? <laughs> Let that one." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "We all we're all here. Like, we know that you're a big league pitcher. We're not gonna think anything less of you just because you had a bad habit. You know? No. no one's going out there purposely doing that. So that kind of gave me reassurance. And then, exa- and the next day with Pazzo's, uh, just talking, messing around. He's like, uh, he. Uh, I, ca- I asked him. You know, like, do you, do you ever, have you ever burned a like, hole in your, in your sole of your shoe? And he's like, he told me he has. Yeah. And he's because he was pitching on his toe, not his whole foot. Okay. So from him having that experience, that, yeah. I guess, problem, <laughs> helped me out, you know? Yeah. So I'm happy that I did vocal messing around. Because that, I mean, that switched it around big time for me this last month.
2: Yeah, it's pretty amazing to, to see. You know, we, we sometimes we're, we're all trying to look in from the outside, or, yeah. or you guys are doing it, yeah. and you don't always know what the, the adjustment is going to be. But you, I mean, you just said it. I mean, you felt like you've looked like a whole new guy out there yeah. these last four or five starts. Yeah,
1: no, it's fun, man. We we're playing good baseball. Uh, you know, everyone that's here is playing well. You know, we're hitting, we're playing defense, and we're pitching. Uh, we're a solid team.
2: And, and then obviously, you know, with the season winding down here on the last day, we got uh, you know, we're we're all starting to look forward now. Uh, it's it's going to be, I know, a really important off season for the team for you. Uh, where are you at in terms of setting your sights for off season workouts? Drive where you want to be at next season.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, I just want to get as strong as I can uh, for a pitcher, um, and you know, come into spring training like I finished here. You know, throwing a lot of strikes, commanding the zone with all my pitches uh so i mean it's gonna be a battle you know you're gonna be away i'm gonna be away from the game for a while and picking it up with different you know my home my home time catcher all that so uh but so but i i think it's it's easy it's gonna be easy uh staying healthy uh Continue to learn, talk to these guys, and just keep in touch with everybody.
2: It's one of those things. I feel like again, looking at it from the outside, you guys have a lot of players who are maybe flying a little bit under the radar, but can come back next year mm-hmm. and really contribute. Do you feel like you're maybe one of those guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to, you know,
1: do whatever I can. You know, uh, but yeah, I believe. I believe we're gonna come out, you know, solid. We have good experiences this year. We we know how losing feels, and we know how winning feels. So. Okay. We've been through both. Right. Uh, It wasn't a winning season, but we're finishing strong. So I feel like that that we can take that into spring training and into the following season.
2: So the last thing I'll ask you about here is that, because you mentioned it, is how how do you, because, I've seen the Los Cucarachas thing. You guys have found a way to have fun and embrace each other. I see other franchises that are not having the season they wanted to have. They're pointing fingers at each other. They're yeah. fighting with the managers. I look in this clubhouse, I don't see any of that.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That's we. Uh, you know, Jonathan Daza started off in Albuquerque messing around with, you know, where he. I guess he figured bugs never die, you know, <laughs> a cockroach is the nastiest thing, atomic bomb, you know, right. They a survivor, so he took that one day and uh, drew weeks as well over there, yeah. and they embraced it, and, you know, we brought it up here,
2: uh, and
1: the guys loved it. You know, they got it, they went with it and and, uh, and it kinda it just makes sense. You know, is the ultimate grinder, you know? Right. He lives in the trash, you know, and he survives. <laughs> so that kinda represents us. You know? That really? we're never gonna quit, we're gonna be in the game no matter what.
2: Grind out a win like you did last night, exactly, walking yep. Yep. off. The crowd is hot yep. for it, yeah. Yep. Yep. Our
1: three runs were three solos. Right. Yeah.
2: Coming late yep. too. Yep. But I mean like you said, you pitched well, the yep. defense That's, played exactly. well yep. and sure. it's you know, it's it's been fun to watch you guys playing inspired baseball, yep. I think. So Exactly.
1: Yeah. If, if, we're, if we keep the game one or two, I think we have a chance to win it late. All right, thanks, yeah, I appreciate no it, man. Yeah, Good luck in the offseason. Yeah, we'll see you. It. It.
0: Diamond Club Baseball has produced elite athletes for 10 years now and is even trusted by your Colorado Rockies to run their scout team program. Diamond Club is based right here in Denver, and their goal is to treat player development just like it's a minor league organization so that your child can be set up for the ultimate success. Everyone works together to make sure that everyone's getting the proper instruction that they need to help youth athletes grow and to become great ball players yet enjoy the game. That's why I have my son playing with Diamond Club because it's. It's a great way to really show them they're, they're learning baseball the right way. That was Sean. As he mentioned, his son plays on a Diamond Club team. They offer multiple summer camps, private lessons, high school teams, and youth competitive teams. Plus, their prices are more affordable than their competition. Diamond Club has very fair price. You know, when you kind of pay and know that all fees for the tournaments, fields, uniforms, and instruction are taken care of, as well as, getting access to some of the things that other programs don't offer like entire team instruction and fitness programs you know the whole package to really make sure that a ball player ends up a well-rounded youth athlete. Believe us when we tell you that after experiencing the knowledge positive attitude work ethic and fun that their summer camps provide your child will want to play on one of their teams. Check out diamondclubbaseball.net today to learn more.
2: All right. I want to thank Chi Chi Gonzalez for taking his time on the last day of the year to talk with me, man. He, he really is a great guy to chat with. He's very open, very honest. I talked to him a little bit before we started about how I appreciated that after that outing, he, he talked about where he only went two thirds of an inning. Uh, he came in and, and chatted with us and I've talked about it on the podcast, I think, before. I was very honest and he said, you know, I understand you guys have, have stuff you've got to write. And I don't make anything better for myself by coming in and throwing a fit or taking out my frustrations on you. And you you heard about the way Ian Desmond kind of took him aside and told him, hey, you're a big league pitcher. And, you know, those are the kinds of things that we don't always see on the outside. You don't always get to see. And it's why we do what we do. Honestly, it's why I do what I do. Uh, And and I had so much fun talking to Chi-Chi about this stuff and getting his insights about it. And getting to understand where he's at mentally, and I, and I really do think that I, I I firmly believe what I said to him there at the end that he is in that group of guys who are really flying under the radar. Nobody's saying, well, the Rockies have a great chance to be better in twenty twenty because of the internal improvement improvements of guys like Chichi Gonzalez. Well, maybe I'm the I'm saying that, but other than me, I don't know that there's too many people out there thinking about the role that Chi can play if he takes the experience level that he's gained matches it with some of the pedigree that made him a first round pick in the first place and can continue to build off of the things he's learned at this level and like you said maybe it's not as a fifth rotation guy maybe he takes over as an extremely reliable reliever next year maybe it doesn't work out maybe it goes the other way but you know what i wouldn't bet against someone who's got all the things that, that, that Chi-Chi has going for him right now when he hasn't had them in his career. I'll, I'll go back to what I said about Diaz earlier. It's very similar. That They've been through the trials and tribulations. They're walking through the fire. Very few people are expecting them to be major impact players. But I think they both have an opportunity to be. And, and Chi-Chi in particular, I think, is flying way under the radar. But When you go back and look at the outings he's had these last four times, it's not an accident. He's pitching extraordinarily well. And he's he's going to be an asset for this team that very few people are counting on. So I want to thank him for his time. I want to thank all of you for listening into this episode. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up here. I have a few more of those coming for you, so be on the lookout for some Uh, segments uh, interviews with ballplayers get some exit interviews as it were for the end of this season here that's been a fun thing to do got got a really good one with John Gray coming up for you so be on the lookout for that all right make sure you're following us on all the social media at dnvr underscore Rockies didn't do it all right at Drew Creaseman and at Patrick D. Lyons can always email us uh, oh, I've got to double check that though Because I'm probably not Drew at BSN Denver anymore I'm going to uh, I'm gonna see, have to see what our email situation went But hey, the best way to get in contact with us Is to leave a comment on the site If you've subscribed over at thednvr.com We will see the comments there Of course, we'll we'll try to keep up on Twitter We're very close to our preseason goal of 10,000 So thank you to everyone who's followed the account Now, if you haven't yet And you feel like creating a Twitter account Just so you can follow us at dnvr underscore Rockies and put us over the top of our goal for the preseason that would be fun too but just thanks to all of you I'm not going anywhere we we, we've got more and more content actually we're we're probably going to have as much content this next week when the Rockies are going to be off as we've had all season Uh, we've got a lot of great stuff as we begin to turn the calendar toward next year and so we're not going anywhere but I do want to say Thank you to everyone who has been along for the ride this season and stayed through these very difficult times. I know it's been hard for you. It hasn't been the easiest for us, but we love doing it. We know there's never an off season for you for talking Rockies, and so there won't be one for us. Please continue to be absolutely awesome. I promise you I will continue to be absolutely Drew Kriegsman. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.
0: Hey guys, I was just sitting here talking to Lindsay about Total Bev's new app. It's incredible. You can shop 5,000 different wines, 2,000 beers, 3,500 spirits, anytime, anywhere. Better yet, you can have Total Beverage shop for you and pick it up inside prepaid and waiting for you.
2: Wait a second. That is so cool.
0: So can I still get it delivered if I use the app? Absolutely. I know you guys have heard of their delivery service. Total Beverage will deliver to your house within 90 minutes or less. We can even save you 10 bucks on a purchase of 50 Use promo code TOTALLY10 at checkout. What's also amazing, BSN fam? If you can't find an item you want, Total Bev will give you suggestions of similar items on the shelf. Or you can request a special item right from your phone. It really doesn't get much better than that. Remember, use promo code TOTALLY10 at checkout to save. That's T-O-T-A-L-L-Y 10.